You're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey everyone, you're listening to the World of WWE podcast. I'm the mouth of the North and I am joined by my co-host, Macho Man Dan. Yes, Macho Man Dan, thank you for joining us. Can you dig it? I, I don't know if I can dig it the way you can. I mean, I definitely dig this episode of Monday Night Raw. It is the episode right after Money in the Bank. Surprises, uh, returns, call-ups, so much happened on this episode of Raw. Before we dive in, I do want to go over some news as you, well, as you might know, Latino who Carlos um, is not with us today, and unfortunately, he will no longer be joining us for the World of WWE podcast. Um, he is moving on to, I'm hoping, bigger and better things for him. He's a great person, and um, he is so into WWE. Definitely check him out on Instagram, all underscore about underscore WWE 2020. And what was that? I said we will dearly miss Carlos. Yes, yes, we will dearly meet. But the Nick. show must on as they do say, unfortunately. Yes, we definitely and, will miss Latino Heat. And that is why we also may but have a bit Dan's of Macho Man's Dan trying to take over. He's like, well, guy. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that we might have a bit of a surprise for the next show. That's all I'm saying. We have a surprise. Well, we'll drop the surprise at the end of the show. But just to clarify, I'll make another announcement later on. This has nothing to do with uh, Carlos. Uh, he, like I said, is on the big. We've reached event. creative differences. Creative differences, yes. But, you know, the door's always open for him. Um, but we do He's wish. He's always him welcome well. back with arms. Open arms. But we do wish him well. And uh, we know that he will be missed. And, yeah. We start. It, it, we started the show together a year ago, like for SummerSlam. So he will greatly be missed. But I know that uh, Latino Heat will be with us in spirit. So, how are you feeling? Money in the Bank is way over. It was last week. Raw took place. How are you feeling before we jump into the actual show? Well. Money in the Bank was certainly an interesting show, so I was intrigued on turning on Monday Night Raw. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I was definitely um, interested to see what was going to happen next. The ending of the pay-per-view with John Cena coming out definitely made me intrigued as to, ooh, what's he going to say? Yeah. I was excited to... Um, go ahead. Is, and I quote, you can't see me. Yeah, I did not see it coming. I did not see him. Um, but we will go over John Cena in a minute. Before we start the podcast, though, I want to first thank you all for tuning in. If you are checking us out on Spotify, thank you. Make sure you like our podcast and follow it so you can get notified whenever our podcast comes out. Also, follow us on our YouTube channel, World of WWE Podcast hit the like button, notification bell, and subscribe button. I tell everybody to hit the notification bell and to hit the follow button because it is so easy to hear our content that way. What will happen is if you press the button, the uh, notification or following, 
um, you will then any single time a new video or a new podcast episode comes up, it will let you know and you can view it. So you don't have to search for us anymore. It's so easy and reliable to do it that way. Come on, guys, it only takes a split second. I mean, it's an easy button to hit. That's right. Just hit it for Macho Man Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, again, thank you for checking us out wherever you're listening to us. And you can find us on Facebook, World of WWE. Our group is gaining more followers, so make sure you check us out there. We're on Twitter at World of WWE1 and Instagram, World of WWE. And I will, or World.WWE. I'll give you guys all the info in our, um, in our info description. Sorry, I don't know what is up with me, but... <laughs> well, slow day, guys. It's been a slow day for Anthony. Oh, it sure has been. I've been, you know, well, let me... You guys don't care about my personal life. I've, you know, I work with little ones, and uh, the other teacher I work with has been out all week, so it's just been me. And it's it's been, it's been a lot, but I'm here to talk about Ross. So our man, well, at least my man, John Cena, comes down to the ring, and I'm, like, feeling like I'm back in 2007. He comes down, and he says that he interrupted Roman Reigns, and he talks about how the fans brought him back, and that Roman Reigns brought him back. He wants the universal title at SummerSlam in Las Vegas because Roman Reigns is an asshole and needs to be knocked down a peg. Cena says that Reigns is an arrogant, overhyped gimmick who is not as over as he says he is. And then Riddle comes down, and for some odd reason, both John Cena and Riddle call each other bro, and then John Cena leaves. So They're bros. They're bros. I guess that's the easy answer. So the challenge has been drawn down. Roman Reigns, you are an asshole. You are an arrogant over what happened we spit on roman reigns yeah we were we are i guess right now and he he's coming he calls him an overhyped gimmick which uh um i don't know so strong words spoken by strong words so what do you think about him laying down the challenge i mean we we knew that this was coming but did you expect it so soon um I was not expecting him to do that, no, because, I mean, normally when a big return happens, sure, it would normally come after a pay-per-view, but a lot of times, more than recently, it's been happening just on a random show, and, like, sometimes they'll advertise it, sometimes they won't, so it was, it was cool to see him come out, though, and it was certainly cool to, you know, hear him talk bad about Roman, because we haven't seen him go after a top guy in years because normally he went after like mid-card stuff like the u.s title in like 2015 um but i'm honestly not too excited to see it when it happens i mean we've seen this match already so it's like i don't know i guess it's something we have to wait and see i i agree with you um a little bit in the sense of that yes we've seen this before i think like 2017 it was 2017 where Roman Reigns went against John Cena and no mercy. Yeah. And um, I think the only reason why I'm excited is because we haven't seen Cena wrestle. And I will tell you, Roman Reigns' new theme song is a 
stop. Just play that with your headphones on and tell me that whoever is coming out to that song is not intimidating. I mean, but at the same time, I feel like it could use be it could be used for anybody. Like it doesn't have to be used for Roman. True, but I'm telling you that it just gives him more. This adds to his character. I feel like I feel yeah. like Go you're ahead. right. It does. I just like I said, I feel it could fit for anybody. Like it, it could fit for Bobby Lashley, and Lashley could feel more tougher. I guess. But but um, I will say that I'm excited that Cena drew down the challenge. Um, I don't know who would win that one. It's gonna be tough to make a prediction, but I do have a winner in my eyes. But I was also surprised that Cena was straight up calling him an asshole and going for the jugular because normally with PG, you don't. Yeah, you don't see too much cursing nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I am excited for potentially seeing again generation versus generation. You have the face of WWE, Roman Reigns, taking on the former face of WWE. Mm-hmm. And that is really sad for me to say because, Dan, I'll tell you what, back in 2011, 2012, I thought Cena was always going to be the face of that company. For some reason, I said to myself, man, there is nobody that they're going to push like they pushed Cena. And they have. Well, boy, were you wrong. <laughs> boy, was I wrong. And so now I'm excited. I feel like. We're seeing I think this is like the first in a long time someone would actually be excited to see Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And I also think Roman that, Reigns, I mean like John Cena, I meant. Oh, John Cena, yeah. A lot of people really like him. I think um also I'm excited because it's kind of the roles are reversed now. When they did Cena versus The Rock, Cena was the guy every day, day in, day out competing. The Rock was the man who used to be there and now is in Hollywood. Roles are reversed, 2021. And that's weird, too. Think about it. 2012 and 2021, completely different things. Um, Cena is the guy there day in, day out. Rock is the dude who comes in from Hollywood every now and then. Roman yeah. The- yeah, I mean, Cena used to be like, you You shouldn't be, like, coming back part-time and everything because, like, that's bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now he's that person that's doing it. And then he acknowledged Rog and saying, I understand why he does it now. It's, it's not a bad thing as I thought it was. Yeah, exactly. So that element is going to be different. It's going to be yep. different to see. Let's and- just hope Let's just hope that it's not a second in a lifetime like Rog versus Cena was. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm excited to see, though, um, what it's going to be like for John Cena when you don't know if he's going to win. Most of the time, you see Cena, and you're like, yeah, he's got this. Cena versus Baron Corbin, SummerSlam 2017. I mean, you knew Cena was going to win that. Um, But with this one, I don't know. The Tribal Chief or the Thug Master or the Doctor of Thugonomics. Um, well, he's not the Doctor of Thumbnomics no more. Mm. I would, I would love if they brought him back as the Doctor of Thumbnomics. That would have been way more cool. Word like, but I guess it would be a lot harder to write for him since it's PG and everything. Well, yeah, God forbid. So yeah, so Riddle's in the ring, and there is going to be a six-man tag match: Riddle and the Viking Raiders taking on. Wait, the- you forgot to mention that he was that he said he was also going to be on SmackDown. Oh, yes. Yes. Good point, Dan. Yes. John Cena says he will be at SmackDown to uh, challenge Roman Reigns like face to face. So, yes, he will be on SmackDown. So 
we will be covering SmackDown. That will be dropping soon, so you'll be able to hear what happened with Cena going to SmackDown. So, yes, thank you, Macho Man Dan. We are now in the six-man tag, Riddle and the Viking Raiders taking on John Morrison and the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Of course, they are with The Miz. Just going to go over the ending of the match. Riddle sprays Omos with The Miz's dripstick, and then he, he Riddle throws it to The Miz. Omos thinks that Miz was the one who... Um, who like did the drip stick and I think it's I think Riddle like pulls the Miz down in the wheelchair and he's like upside down he can't do anything right oh. yep and then um John Morrison gets sent back into the ring and gets hit with a Viking experience and the Viking Raiders and Riddle are winning so it seems like Riddle and the Miz are headed in a direction and I'm surprised that the Viking Raiders uh, have an advantage over the Raw Tag Team Champions. What do you think of the match? It was interesting. I don't know how it was to say. I liked the little bit of comedy that they threw in there. That was that was really good. Mm -hmm. um, it could have been a little better. I mean, it was kind of... It depends on how or where this whole Miz and Matt Riddle thing go. It really depends on where it goes for me. Like, if you if it starts something really good, then, you know, it elevates the match a little bit. If it doesn't, it's just what it is. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I thought it was a decent match. Um, I feel like it was more of, like, a sort of, like, return match for Money in the Bank to kind of, like, cover the bases. But... We will see. Definitely excited to see Riddle and the Viking Raiders with the win. Next up, the Symphony of Destruction. Jackson Riker taking on Elias. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not really pay much attention to this one. Jackson Riker gets the win after he suplexes Elias off the top rope through a table outside of the ring, and Elias is busted open. Jackson Riker seems to be getting a little bit of a push. What do you think? I feel the, like, because they've been doing this for a bit, Jackson Ragger versus Elias. I feel like this has just been putting polish on a turd. It's not good in the first place. It was yeah. never good in the first place. And they're trying to make it go with, like, the glorified uh, being busted open. All that. They're trying to do that. But, like, it's like, I don't care. I never did care. Why should, like, what is there that I have to care about? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's so. almost like there's no – I mean, Elias is a good wrestler, but, I mean, we don't need another Jeff Jarrett, in my opinion, you know? No, we don't. We really don't. <laughs> we really don't. Um, next, we see Mansoor backstage, and he tells Ali that he set up a tag match with him to tag together because he's been looking up to Ali, and these two are going to team together next week. Not much to say there, just setting up for next week's tag match. We now have the coronation of the new Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. She comes out and she calls Rhea Ripley a snake. And she says that she, that Charlotte Flair created the book. She will never, met, and that Rhea Ripley will never measure up to the original, which is her. <clears throat> and then the fans start chanting Becky. And uh, Charlotte says, Becky is home breastfeeding while Charlotte is dominating the entire division. Wow. And Becky. Becky Lynch did not take that too kindly because she sent a tweet out and said, uh, at home breastfeeding and still uh, the most over wrestler on that division. And listen, she, she's not, people do want her back. 
she's not wrong. So Charlotte Flair better keep it moving. Um, Charlotte talks about how she has been dominating forever. She was a one-time Divas champion and retired the title, a five-time SmackDown Women's Champion, and now a five-time Raw Women's Champion. She's the only 11-time Women's Champion in the history of WWE, and Rhea Ripley failed. Rhea Ripley then comes down to the ring. Charlotte says Rhea is in no shape to compete tonight. Adam Pearce comes down and says the two will fight. Later on, no matter what Charlotte says, and Charlotte attacks Rhea's leg, kicking away at it. What do you think of the coronation? Um, there's little drops of Becky. Maybe Becky might return. And what are your thoughts on, again, seeing Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair later tonight? Well, I, I had mixed reactions to this. First off, I hated that they had Rhea, uh, Rhea lose to Charlotte. Charlotte didn't need it. She didn't need the win against Rhea. She's been winning these th- like she's been winning and winning and winning over her career. She, we don't need another Ric Flair. Like I get it, she's Ric Flair's daughter and everything, and I get it. You kind of want like a a daughter and father kind of like um record holders or whatever. But like I don't think we need it. We don't need a uh, a sixteen time women's champion. Like we needed just a one time thing. We don't need it to be like a two time kind of thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. No, I and at the same time, I think Charlotte's playing the good heel, you know, she's trying to get people to boo her, she's doing good at that, so she's doing her job on that part. So, that you know, I'm glad she's doing the good heel, but to be fair, she's always playing a good heel. Like, I don't think I've ever really seen her play a baby face, so yeah, no, I hear you. So, yeah, 100% the heel, and so you're tired of seeing it. I'm just tired of seeing Charlotte be champion. It's annoying. Like, we don't need to see it again and again and again. Yeah. No, I... I mean, like I said this, it's not necessary. So, I mean, take that what you will. You can say, oh, it's just because I like Rhea Ripley. I don't care. I'm just saying my opinion. Dan has had fucking enough. He's like, my woman has gotten screwed over for the last she, time. She, and I was like... I was like, they better have, like, fucking Becky come out and, like, kick Charlotte's ass or something like that. Like, that would be the only thing that could be, like, the saving grace to this, you know? Well, she won the title and walked away from Money in the Bank champion. But who knows what will happen tonight. Now, quick question. This was a non-title match against Rhea, right? I know. I think it was for the Raw Women's Championship. Okay. All right. Well, all right. We have that later on. Next, we have... The team of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax with Reginald taking on the women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina. Some quick moments. Nia hit a Samoan drop into a barricade onto Tamina. Reginald accidentally distracted Shayna Baszler, um, which allowed Tamina to hit Shayna with a super kick, allowing Tamina and Natalia to win the match. Afterwards, Shayna Baszler blamed Reginald and said it's his fault. Nia Jax went to hug him, and then she hit him with a huge headbutt. So there's more that happens, but let's start right here. What do you think about Nia finally breaking things off of Reginald? Do you think that would be good? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I don't think we need to see this bullshit anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nia Jax is looking very good, I must say. I liked her hero natural like that. She was looking she was looking nice. I thought she was good. Um, 
Anyways, so yeah, so that happens. Nia lays out Reginald, and then the 24-7 champion, Akira Tozawa, who I forgot this title even existed, he runs down, and a bunch of other jobbers, mid-carters run down after him, and um, Reggie just decides to say, fuck it, and he rolls up Akira Tozawa to become our new 24-7 champion. Reginald went from getting uh, broke, breaking up with Nia Jax to now champion in less than like 17 seconds what do you think of that dan i don't think it's really going to be that good i mean i i don't understand i didn't even know the 24 7 championship still existed same i I completely forgot about i'm like wait that thing still exists dude i felt the same exact way uh yeah i agree with you i think it's gonna be more of like a comedy act i do like reginald as a wrestler um, his moves are pretty cool, but who knows what's going to happen with him now as 24-7 champion. Yep. Next, we have so another title that has been, like, extinct. The United States champion, Sheamus, coming out against Humberto Carrillo. I don't know if the title is on the line or not. I don't think it was. No, it was not. I think if if Carrillo won, he would have had a title match. Sheamus yeah. power bombs Carrillo on the side of the stage. And then the ending comes when Umberto punches Sheamus's in the face, but he punches the steel mask, which hurts Curdio's hand. And then Sheamus hits a bro kick for the win. And that's really all there was to that match. We've seen Curdio and Sheamus now more than once. What do you think of this time around? It just, honestly, in my opinion, we need to find someone better for Sheamus. Yeah, there's really no really no um, sort of plausible reasoning for these two anymore going forward. Now that Sheamus has the face mask, we now know that he's going to be using that to get the victory. And listen, that's kind of plausible. There are masks that are hard, but I really feel like no one's going to punch you if you know that the mask is hard. Um, Yeah. But, okay. Next, the WWE, well, the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley comes down to the ring with MVP. And MVP says that no one will take the title from Bobby Lashley. No more bullshit. We are back to business. And Bobby Lashley has an open challenge laid out. And one of my favorite wrestlers now, Keith Lee Limitless, comes down. And I was so excited to see him. Um, When was the last time you were supposed to see him? Wasn't it supposed to be like Elimination Chamber? Yeah, it was something like that. And he's been gone since. And it was so good to see him back. This was a decent match. Um, the title was on the line. Bobby Lashley defending against Keith Lee. Lee lifted Bobby Lashley up into a spirit bomb. Then Keith Lee sent Bobby Lashley hard into the ring post and ran into Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley spears Keith Lee outside, spears him in the ring, and then he gets the victory. So what did you think of that match? It was a good – it was a decent match. You know, I'm glad to see Keith Lee return and everything. I mean, sure, I'm not the biggest fan of Keith Lee, but you know it. I like him. I dig him. I love um, Keith Lee. Bobby Lashley. Don't like that he's still champion, but I'm not surprised that he won against Kofi. I mean, we all kind of knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it was what it was. It was a decent match. That's really all I guess I can say about it. 100%. Well, after the match. Oh, oh here we go. Goldberg. Goldberg. Oh, down. And he got in 
Bobby Lashley's face and screamed, I'm next. So Bob, so Goldberg wants the WWE title and he wants Stop having him go for the WWE championship. We don't need this. We don't want to see this. No one wants to. I thought we all did. <laughs> Apparently WWE thinks we want to. I know I certainly don't. I don't want to see this crap again. I just don't see how you're going to I get Goldberg is a big dude, but how are you going to annihilate Kofi Kingston and have Goldberg be a real um, serious competitor. I just don't understand why do they keep having him go for the same title? Have him go to like the SmackDown or something. Have him go against the Universal Champion like he was supposed to a year ago. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to see him go for a title at all. I really don't because, I mean, there's always a possibility of him winning, but you know, I don't think he deserves another title match. Yeah, Goldberg has been champion. I hate, I used to love Goldberg. Goldberg was the greatest back in like 2016 when he beat Brock and everything. But then the second he beat Kevin Owens was the second I lo- my likeness for him died. I'm sorry to say that, but it was. I didn't like him ever since. So I don't, I'm not excited for this at all. Yeah, I, um, I, Agree. Um, I don't know how well I'm going to be into uh, this match, but we will find out, I guess, eventually down the line when it happens. So up next, Jinder Mahal. I call them his fools. Um, I don't know what the their names are. Shanky, I think, and something else. They come down and they all sing. And Drew McIntyre runs down. He attacks them. And he, as I say, tees off on Shanky's back, like, with a steel chair, nonstop, hit after hit after hit. Um, It was bad. And then, um, eventually, the fans chanted one more time, and Drew took the chair. He hit Shanky 20 times with a steel chair. So that was... That was very intense and definitely something else. What do you think of that? Just as a lot of other things. I think it's just supposed to be like kind of like a comedy thing, and I don't like it. I think it's stupid. Why do we need Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre? Why? Jinder Mahal's not relevant anymore. He, he hasn't been since 2017 when he was WWE champion. And even then, not even a lot of people took him seriously. I don't see why they're having this happen. It's just, I don't see why. And I think, I don't even think it should continue from here. I think they should just abandon the whole idea from, I think they should never even done in the first place. But no, WWE thinks we want to see it, even though I know I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm not looking super forward to this one. But um, I did like seeing Drew McIntyre fucked up Shanky. I will say. (laughs) I, I guess so, that was the bright side to it. Yeah, that was the bright side. You seen someone get their ass kicked. Um, next we have a surprise NXT champion carrying cross comes down with Jeff Hardy. He is without Scarlet. Um, let me give you a little backstory really quick before we jump into this match, and we're gonna uh, end up a little bit quicker tonight. Um, I heard that carrying cross is getting punished because he supposedly called Adam Cole small during a promo and Adam Cole then said you would have nothing without your music and um your um girlfriend which is um Scarlett so I think 
because of that altercation, Vince McMahon said, okay, we're going to see what it's like. So Jeff comes out, Jeff Hardy has his old music back. He quickly hits a twist of fate, misses a swanton, but rolls up Karrion Cross and has his feet on the ropes for the win. This is Karrion Cross' first loss in WWE, and he's been in WWE for over a year. After the match, Cross takes the mic and says that Jeff Hardy made the biggest mistake because everyone will fall and pray. What do you think of them making NXT champion Karrion Cross lose to Jeff Hardy? I'm surprised Jeff Hardy's even alive. I honestly completely forgot Jeff Hardy was even on Monday Night Raw. Oh my god! That, that pains me to say because I love Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. But it was interesting. I mean, I don't understand why they had him lose to somebody who's literally been gone for God knows how long. Yeah, and especially for so, me for a year, you know. He had to be gone. Like, last time we saw him was sometime in the Thunderdome era, and I don't even know when. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it makes me feel bad because Kieran Cross has been dominant for so long, and now it's just like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. So that happened. Next, we have Alexa's Playground with Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Eva Marie says that they will throw the stupid doll in the trash and they laugh. And then Alexa wants to put Dewdrop in timeout. And then she asks Eva Marie, what can you do by yourself? Eva trashes Alexa and says, let's go. Eva trips and falls. And then Alexa Bliss laughs. So it seems as if Lily is now going to go after Eva Marie and Dewdrop. What do you think of this? <laughs> a lot, of, like, a, like I've been saying, a lot of crap. I mean, it's just why, just why. I I I don't understand where these storylines are coming from. Like, what are they doing? Just throwing shit at the wall, hoping something sticks. Like, I think I, so. A hundred percent. I think that's what's what it, it seeming like it's going to happen. Like, what's the guy who ran WCW who kind of did that? Uh, what was his name? Eric Bischoff. No, 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 not Eric Bischoff. The other guy. Um. I don't, I don't remember what his name of, but a lot of people think he was like, he read a lot of bad storylines. Like, what was it? I think his name is Vince Russo. Vince Russo. That's what I was thinking of. Like, okay, Vince Russo, shut up. Yeah. He used to work for WWE back then. But yeah, and I also don't understand, like, Dewdrop isn't happy with even Marie, then why are you still working with her? I don't understand that whole sort of, like, storyline. But we only have one more match to cover, and then um, we're going to quickly say goodbye it is the Raw Women's Championship, the newly crowned Raw Women's Champion, the Queen Charlotte Flair, taking on the Nightmare Rhea Ripley. Some notes. Um, it was a good match. Flair ended up getting a oh, deep. Oh, I'm sorry to say this wasn't a Raw Women's Championship oh, match. I'm sorry again. I'm sorry, you guys. I just am so used to seeing them fight for the title that I just thought it was a title match. I'm sorry. It um, wasn't. I had to double check myself, so I don't feel like. Oh, my like gosh. Uh, so Charlotte gets the DQ victory. Um, and then after the match, Rhea attacks Charlotte and sends her into the ring post. And then you hear Nikki Ash's theme song come on over the arena. And Nikki runs down and says she's cashing in her money in the bank contract. Nikki hits a flying splash and pins Charlotte Flair to become a first-time Raw Women's Champion. Congratulations to Nikki, almost a superhero. What are your thoughts on our new Raw Women's Champion to end this episode of Raw? 
Well, the first thing I have to say was when I heard Nikki's theme song, I was like, why the hell is she coming in? And then I see her at, she had the briefcase. I was like, oh, that's right. She has the money in the bank briefcase. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I just can't take her seriously in this whole new gimmick. I just can't. Um, I think it would have been a lot better if she was like the, the insane Nikki Cross. Like, that was a lot better. I don't know why they had to change it. I don't understand it, but you know, it's WWE. Why, why shouldn't I be surprised? You know, yeah, um, sure. let's see what else. Um, the match, to be honest, my opinion, the match was kind of is not very good. Like, okay. I, I get you're trying to do something cool here, but you're not really doing anything cool. Oh, I um, also have a breaking news. I'm sorry, Dan. Breaking news. Jeff Hardy will be out for two weeks because I think he has been, um, exp- it says exposed. Exposed? Jeff Hardy tested positive for COVID, uh, and he will not be able to participate in live events for two weeks. So. Uh, wow. Someone got tested positive for COVID. Wow. Um, what is a bit surprising okay i agree with you though about nikki i think her gimmick as like the crazy character is much better than the superhero gimmick that she's doing like it reminds me of uh super molly or whatever oh molly a mighty molly mighty molly yeah that was it that's what this kind of reminds me of this is like a mighty molly but part two i am definitely inserting some mighty molly music uh while we close out raw thank you macho man jam for joining me this is a very surprising Raw, very good. A new episode of Raw uh, premieres Monday, July 26th. And you can check that out on the USA Network. And yeah, I'm excited. We're on the road to SummerSlam. It's going to be good. Again, make sure you subscribe, like, hit the notification bell so you notify when new content is created. Any last words, Macho Man Dan? Have a great day. Dig it. Have a great day, guys. Definitely dig it. Be safe, and we will see you with our NXT and SmackDown recaps. Bye. Bye.